This is the WMSC interview of Danadu singer Zach by Nick Perkel. Your most recent release was Thrashing in the East, a split with Tokyo Japan Thrashers, Fast Kill. Do you still have copies of this for fans that wish to acquire merchandise? Yeah, we still do. Um, we have Xanadu itself has around 200 copies, or maybe less, maybe around 150 copies, um, sitting in Singapore. So if you want to order it from us, for sure, we can definitely pass it to you. Um, but actually, there's a bit of a problem with the release right now because we it's released by this Filipino label called 1A Records, and uh, he's having a hard time sending it out to uh, the other labels who are trying to do that. But um, there's supposed to be a thousand copies of it out there, but only 200 plus, maybe or less, and uh, we're still waiting for it to be properly distributed. But I think in the next month or so, hopefully, it'll get resolved, and then uh, it will fully be out there. That split with the uh, Fasquio. Do you expect to have a new album out soon to follow up 2010's Black Death Grind Shit album? Um, we hope to definitely if we can. Um. We haven't been writing as many songs as we would like. Um, we don't have any plans yet, um, and that's because I'm. We're all doing like our studies, and uh, I'm actually not in Singapore right now. I'm in the U.S. in Portland, so uh, it's hard. But uh, we'll try our best, and we hope to definitely. Who knows when? How have you been enjoying your time in uh, Portland, Oregon, as of late? Uh, really, really good so far. So far, so good. A lot of good shows. I'm gonna see Creator tomorrow. So uh, I'm pumped for that, and uh, I've been enjoying seeing going to shows, seeing bands that I would never have dreamed in my life to see anywhere in Singapore. So uh, lots of uh, positive energy over here. How long have you been in uh, Portland? Um, around two years, but maybe if you take six months out of that two years, because I spent um, long times uh, back home in Singapore and also. Uh, sometime elsewhere in other countries, so maybe around a year and a half, really. Did you get to go to any um, big festivals in Portland? Like, I think there was um, the Northwestern Black Circle Festival. Yeah, that's right, I went there, I went for that, uh, I think it was this year, around uh, June or something, with Hyrex and um, a few, like a bunch of uh, other bands that were playing. Witch Haven was another fucking awesome uh, band that played, but yeah, that was that was great, and meeting with uh, Kaitan again which we spent some time with in Osaka, which was in 2010. But yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> you are currently on the French label, Nuclear Guy Chow Recordings. How did this connection develop? Um, it happened, well, we were still in the army, actually, when we were all uh, 19, 20. I think it was um, about four years ago by now. Oh, no, maybe three years ago. He contacted us quite randomly on MySpace, and uh, he said, I want to release your stuff, which for a Singaporean band, some guy in France, like suddenly uh, offering to release your music was uh, pretty crazy. And then afterwards, maybe about half a year later, he's like, I'm going to bring you on tour, which was even crazier. So it was just through MySpace. Yeah. With this label planning on closing at the end of this year, are you planning on going a completely DIY route or are you seeking to find your way towards a new label for 2013? Um, we are definitely open to any kind of uh, new label interest, of course, and we're probably gonna, um, once the split, as I said, the, the issue kind of gets resolved with the, the fast kill split, we're probably gonna try a bit more harder than we usually do to uh, find a proper label or something like that. But even if we don't, I think we're 
completely comfortable with going down that DIY route. I think we're still kind of DIY. We don't really have proper, like we have, we've never signed the contract with a label before. So uh, it's still, very, I mean, we're comfortable doing the DIY route because that's what we've been doing as long as we've been around. You have a song entitled Fuck Tiger Beer. Is this meant as a joke or do you have, are you disagreeing uh, with something pertaining to the practices of Tiger Beer or its distributor, Asia Pacific Breweries? Yeah, I wrote that song purely because I really hate the taste of Tiger Beer. That's all it is. Uh, to me, it tastes like detergent. And um, yeah, it's nothing to do, nothing profound, nothing to do with uh, the practices of Tiger Beer or the Asia Pacific Breweries. No, nothing like that. It's just that it's shit. And then it also kind of gives us this vibe that it's a world acclaimed beer. No, I I never bought that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just a taste. Shit, shit beer. Can you point me towards some good beers that you guys like in Danadu? What do we like? I guess any. Um, let's see. Maybe uh, we like Breda. Breda beer is cool. Heineken maybe. Carlsberg. Um, I guess if we want to get fancy, we can go with all the fancy German beers and the Belgian beers that we've had that are uh, in Europe. Yeah, and all that stuff. Probably the, those European beers were our favorite beers. I can't really remember the, the names though. Which is why. Yeah. And some good American beers here too. <laughs> what are some good Asian beers that you like? Like, I'm hardcore about like Kirin, Asahi, and Sapporo. Yes, I like those a lot as well. Asahi, any, any, pretty much any of those Japanese beers I actually really like as well. Um, forgot to mention about that. Uh, maybe some of the Thai beers. Um, yeah, but I would say. Asahi, Kirin, and Sapporo would be what I would think are uh, one of the better Asian beers off the top of my head. Yeah. What aspects of life do you find most fruitful for writing music from? Um, what I found to be where a lot of our, I guess, inspiration comes from is mainly about life in Singapore. I think is a, it can be quite a frustrating place if you're not totally um, one of the... Uh, the regular people, I guess. If you're not into normal life, it can be quite a frustrating place, especially when it comes to alternative views and stuff. So most of our musical inspiration comes from, uh, I would say, just being pissed off at um, this very safe, narrow-minded mentality that is uh, seems to be uh, pervasive in the society that we come from. And so just this really small country and uh, yeah, it's a lot of frustration sometimes living in that place. And that's where I think a lot of uh, fruitful songwriting actually has come, that we live in kind of a, this uh, shitty environment. Yeah. You've appeared on splits with Fast Kill, Victims, Wolves of Chernobyl, Batstorm, and more. Are there any splits on the horizons fans should keep their eyes out for? Um, not yet. Again, we hope to be uh, doing as many things as we can with uh, our situation. We hope to uh, be doing whatever, actually. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say there's anything concrete yet at all. Why not? Keep your eyes up for anything. <laughs> can you explain your connection to France since you recently have toured fairly extensively throughout the country? Yeah, I think we have a really strong connection to France. I have no idea. I can't really point exactly why, except for the fact that maybe we've played the most shows there. Out of any country in the world, probably right now, we've played more shows in France than even in Singapore, if you add up the six years of shows that we played, um, maybe. But uh, yeah, we love that place. We love a lot of the towns that we've been to, some of the most genuine, humble, and uh, 
crazy people at the same time. Um, we met in a lot of great characters and just some really generous people and yeah, we have a strong connection to that place, that country. You also appeared in Spain too. Can you explain the major differences between touring and performing in France and Spain as compared to Singapore? Yeah, um, well, France and Spain, of course, for us Singaporeans, is, I mean, Europe in general is going to be this very exotic foreign place compared to uh, where we're from. Uh, I would say that people get crazier in Europe than in Singapore. Um, it seems like uh, people are seem louder, people seem drunker. And uh, also, um, there's also a big, I, I feel like there's a lot of generosity. I'm not saying that there's not much generosity in Singapore, I think there is. But there's a lot of generosity in the way they do the shows in France and Spain. Like they cook, they cook you a dinner before you play the show. They're more than happy to let you stay at their house. And it was also part of that big experience of being on tour in Europe where you're in a van, you're playing five, six to ten shows consecutively. So that's a whole experience in itself. So yeah, that's what I think the major... Um, big differences. Any plans to uh, visit Germany as part of uh, your band Danadu? Yeah, we actually tried to, uh, during this last tour, we were trying to plan to go to, I think, Hamburg and I can't remember where else, maybe Dresden or something like that. But uh, it didn't quite work out. But yeah, definitely we want to go to Germany because Germany is where, where one of the, we had the fucking Teutonic Thresh movement and all that. And of course it would be and it's a big heavy metal place as well. So I definitely want to check that place out one day, if we're so lucky, of course. But yeah, definitely. How many social networking programs such as Facebook, Twitter, personal websites, etc., does Danadu use? And, and what do you find are the best sites to use to attract fans in Europe as well as Asia? Well, I guess the first uh, social networking thing we did was MySpace back in the those days, the 2006 to 2010 days, I guess, when actually people use MySpace. And uh, of course, Facebook, we have Facebook, and I think we, oh yeah, we just did sign up for Reverb Nation. So I think it's just those three. We try to not do the Twitter and uh, too much uh, online social networking stuff too much. Don't want to overkill it. I guess the best site for us when we were using MySpace was actually, I mean, before it became this kind of a shithole of a, website um, was MySpace in, a, in terms of attracting fans in uh, Europe as, and Asia. But Facebook is cool too. I don't know, I can't really say that I know too much about social networking, but Facebook and MySpace have treated us well, I guess, in terms of reaching out to as wide an audience as possible. Do you know of any particular social networking sites that are used like heavily in Asia, but not so much by Europeans or Americans? I think nowadays it's mostly Facebook. Um, I'm not sure how many Asians had MySpace. I'm trying to think. I think in China they do a different thing because they don't even have Facebook at all. And uh, I can't. I I'm sh actually before that was Friendster. Um, I think the Asians really caught on to Friendster back in uh, when Friendster was still around. But yeah, and of course not now, not anymore. But uh, Facebook, yeah, is what they use around here. I think pretty much globally, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, we also have a SoundCloud. I forgot about SoundCloud. SoundCloud is cool, which I learned from you, actually. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, do you ever get involved in that metal radio show by Burhan Skullbanger in Singapore? Yeah, so we've had a bunch of our songs played on his show before, um, Vicious Volume. And, um, yeah, so uh, we've, had, we've had a few songs played on that radio show before. It's called Vicious Volume. And... Um, 
um, the uh, bassist and the drummer of Xanadu have actually uh, collaborated with uh, Burhan um, on I think one or two songs that he re- he wrote maybe like 10 years ago, something crazy like that. So yeah, we actually have been involved quite an amount um, with him and his radio show um, in that sense. And also we played shows, he has a band also and we played shows with him and things like that, yeah. Speaking about Singapore, how often do metal bands get to play in Singapore? Um, actually, in the are you talking about like overseas metal bands or local metal bands? From like major bands like in Japan, like Korea and stuff like that, and also getting into like Europe and America, South America, etc. Um, I guess like in in the past two years, there have there have been a bit more um, like really big. Um, metal bands that have been coming to Singapore. I think before that it was really like uh, it was really a rarity, but now it's got it's gotten a lot better. I'm, I'm not quite sure why. Like we had destruction. I think recently it was decapitated that came to Singapore, and then there was an Australian thrash band called Desecrator who did a short tour in Southeast Asia. And of course, they came to Singapore. Yeah. So recently, and Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, they all came to Singapore as well, which was crazy. And uh, Megadeth. So a lot of these kind of things have been kind of have been starting to happen in only in the past two years. Um, and then also in terms of like the local metal bands, uh, in terms of local metal shows, um, maybe once every two, three months, I think there would be a, some form of a metal show happening in a, in a bar somewhere in Singapore. So not, not too often, two or three months is not that often, but um, it's still okay by our standards. Have you thought about becoming part of the roster of a future KL Metal Camp Festival concert? In Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia? We would definitely be down to play in that festival. Uh, that's an awesome festival in my opinion. They had DRI last year or something like that and it was out of this world, I think. I didn't even believe it that DRI was there. But definitely we would be open to it. We haven't actually been asked by them before. So uh, to the KL Metal Camp guys, hey, if uh, you want us to play, sure, why not? <laughs> What are some other important festivals in Far East and Southeast Asia that Asian, European, and American bands should learn about to become a part of someday? Um, yeah, KL Metal Camp is a really good one. Um, we played this uh, festival in Indonesia in Yogyakarta called uh, Jogja Brebek, and uh, that was a cool one as well. I think there are a few, um, let's see, the one other one that comes to mind is the True Thrash Fest in uh, Japan, in Osaka, and uh, they do... They do tons of, uh, I think last time they had Razor one time, they had uh, Violator and Killed by Fire, like really uh, a lot of thrash stuff like that. So that's one of the festivals I think, which is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I think in terms of festivals, that those are the only ones that uh, really come to mind. Yeah, I don't think we have too many festivals as they do in Europe, or maybe even in the US, in Asia out here. Finishing things up, what are some albums and merchandise that you are selling and how can interested fans purchase these items? Um, we have the Pascal splits, of course, which we, we have, Xanadu has. And um, we also have, I think, uh, the splits with uh, Wolves of Chernobyl. We also have, of course, plenty of uh, the Black Death grind shit, the full-length album. We also have uh, T-shirts. There are like three different designs of T-shirts that we have. Um, yeah, check out our Facebook page, our MySpace page, um, or even Reverb Nation, I guess, if you want to uh, really look at our merch list. And uh, of course, you can message us through those uh, social networking sites, or you can contact us on uh, email, xanadusg at hotmail.com. And uh, yeah, 
you can just message us and we can sort it out from there. Thank you very much, Zach. This is the WMSC interview of Xanadu singer Zach by Nick Perkel. Thank you, Nick. It was a pleasure.